Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Wednesday, August 30th. Yeah, I gave y'all extra day to make sure that you watch the greatness that was bleached. But first, <laughs> first, before we start our bleach review, where you can find me, the Cruising Podcast, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. Also, please like it, subscribe on YouTube, and please leave a rating and review on um on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. If you guys get a chance, you know, five stars, that'll be beautiful. I'll love you for it. But also where you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast, also on Twitter at Nice Town Fight News. Yo. <laughs> if you're looking at the um if you're looking at the title of this podcast, it's uh <laughs> the king is back, baby. <laughs> ah, yes, woo! Ichigo makes his triumphant return from running on snake and run. No, I mean uh from flying down from the soul palace. I'm sorry, it gives you that um the the go the Goku type deal when he was leaving King Kai's he's like fuck that I'm just gonna fly so Ichigo said I want to fly so it took Ichigo two episodes for us to get him back and that's when I'm saying that the king is returned bow bow curtsy whatever the fuck you need to do to show some fucking respect to Ichigo Kurosaki just putting it out there. That's just where I'm at with it. That's what type of energy I'm on. That's what type of time I'm on. Show some fucking respect. I respect it. Let's go. Also, sneak attacking Kimpachi after he just got done folding your um one of your top peoples, uh Grimmy. After he got done folding uh Grimmy, that's some like snake ass shit to do. But the 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 four the four ladies that decided to go after Kimpachi. Did the right thing. And um, they also went panel by panel um, from the mangas where um, Kimpachi is looking for y- Yucharo because all of a sudden she disappeared, it looks like. Um, now, he did go tell her to find the lieutenant from Squad 6. That's what he did go tell her to do after she figured out that her body, that her bones aren't made of um, of cookies. As uh, you guys probably heard last episode, I was very, very disappointed in finding out that, like, you know, hurt somebody just used imagination on another human being to make their body feels like, I mean, make their bones feel like they were cookies. It, it broke my heart a little bit, a little bit. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, I, I was definitely not a fan of that part of the story because I like that delicious treat, especially when certain people in my family makes them. And uh, yeah, that's just one. That's just where I'm at with it. Okay, sorry, my bad. Going back, we're here. Kimpachi is looking. Kimpachi is looking for Yucharo. He tells all his subordinates to go look for her, and um, all of a sudden he gets hit with a lightning bolt. Now, I don't know if these chicks actually thought they beat him, and which was so fucking stupid. How dare you think you can actually beat? Kipachi with some sorry ass fucking lightning, but that's what they thought. Kipachi said, fuck that. I'm still going to attack y'all. And they were scared mostly because they didn't know that he still had the energy from the fight with Grimmy to go after them. Motherfucker was still swinging his sword like, shit, nigga, I still got all my fucking energy. Now, of course, 
it was a long, hard fight. Like, don't get it twisted. Kenpachi still, like, cut open a fucking meteor. So, I mean, for being honest with each other, that, that I feel like that would drain all the energy out of anyone. Um, just he'd still cut a fucking meteor and also had to kill somebody through their own imagination. It was fucking amazing. Um, but if you guys go back, definitely go check out that episode, Kimpachi episode. Um, that got a 10 out of 10 on IMBD. I didn't see any 10 out of 10s on this episode, mostly because the king is back. So it's like 11 out of 10 anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It, it actually breaks the fucking scale because Ichigo came back. So it's, it's, um, Ichigo comes back to um, help um, to help out Kimpachi. Of course, that's the first person he goes and helps is Kimpachi. Like, I love that those two had like a little little moment together because this is like they see each other, you know, from time to time. We see in different arcs where they see each other like, hey, Ichigo, I mean, anytime you're ready, we, let's let's fight. And uh, Yuchara loves Ichigo mostly because, you know, it, it brings a smile to Kimpachi's heart because Kimpachi likes to fight. And Ichigo is literally possible. No, Ichigo has been the only person. In the in the thirteen in the thirteen court guard squads, uh, even captain level that can like match the veracity that Kimpachi has. The problem with Ichigo in this fight against these four Star Raiders is that they're trying to kill him, and Ichigo's doing everything in his power not to kill them, even risking practically his own life. Like, he's going out of his way to where he possibly could fuck around and get killed by somebody else because he's not trying to get rid of these motherfuckers. And he's not fighting to kill. He's not fighting to eliminate the threat. He's fighting to pretty much preserve their life. Now, we're probably going to find out later on. It's mostly because they're like the top stir raiders. Like, I've been saying this before. Most of them are a spotter. Or, you know, came from Aizen's creation whenever they were doing the hollows and the spotters and shit like that. That's where you get these, these start, why they have, why some of them have like uh, Seros and also, also most of them have arrows because of, you know, that's what the Quincy's roll around with is with fucking arrows. Now, Yoich and uh, Ishida are getting ready to, I don't, I didn't know that this was the plan the whole time. I thought that Ichigo, he wanted Ichigo pretty much because I, I, and I still think so. I haven't read the mangas. I won't read the mangas. I'm I'm the anime guy. Fuck it. Okay. I think that Ichigo is his grandson in some way. I don't know. Just in some way, somewhere down the lineage, Ichigo is part of the family. Secondly, um, I didn't know that Ichigo flying back practically opens up a doorway, a pathway to get to the Soul Palace. So you know, he can fight the Soul King, pretty much fight Squad Zero. That's what the plan was. This dude's a little conniving little bitch. I'm sorry. If I planned something for thousands of years, like the way he killed Yamamoto was some whole ass shit, in my opinion. I thought like, oh, well, you fought him. So you had a, a fake you fight Yamamoto and then you kill Yamamoto from behind. Like a bunch of, and this is how they fight, it seems like. Like they try to get you at your weakest. Understandable. It's been a thousand years. And also Yamamoto slaughtered most of them, most of the Quincy's. So I, I understand you want to catch that body real quick. 
But like, it was kind of a bitch made move for somebody that's supposed to be ultra powerful to go and kill like one of the most powerful beings from behind. I, I still think it was a little bitch made move. But Yamamoto went out like a fucking gangster, so it doesn't really matter because that's what he does. He went out like a gangster, one of the strongest, one of the strongest Zanpakutos out of everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah. I, I just still think it's a bitch made move, but. Ichigo making that pathway for them to, you know, practically ascend up to the Soul Palace sucks. That, that's a shitty, like, damn, that's a shitty game plan. That's a hell of a game plan. Like, all right, guys, uh, we're ready to go because Ichigo's back. So it's time for us to uh, get back into the fight. We're going to uh, ascend up to the, um, what the fuck? Okay, we're going to ascend up to the, um, to the soul palace and go fight the soul king i wonder what happens if he if he actually does like succeed succeed at killing the soul king what what does that really prove for us uh, i don't i don't know we're gonna i guess we're gonna find out um but the moment between ichigo and seeing Uryu on the other side as the enemy was heartbreaking they've been fighting together for so long like to know how they first met to now, it's heartbreaking because they had to kind of build their relationship. Like they, it seemed like they really have just became good friends, practically brothers in arms. It was nice seeing Chad and Odahime come back, though. Chad with his new armor, Odahime with her new everything. I'm just putting it out there. You know, just they just gotta show titties. I just don't understand it. But I like that. They showed them as pretty much Ichigo's protectors. Like Chad has always been like Ichigo's kind of shield, and Ichigo's always been the sword. And so I like that that they, they still keep that 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 you know that that type of friendship between each other. That, that they have never fell off from that with the um with, from the regular anime to Thousand Years Blood War. Like that's exactly what chad will not fight unless it's because someone else is getting hurt that's chad's whole thing so i love watching that he still does that and he still protects each he still kind of puts a shield up for ichigo whenever he needs to and uh you know like ichigo said man if if all right well if you're not going to swing any punches i'll gladly swing as many punches as possible i loved it you know what i'm saying like like i said like chad is is the shield and each goes the sword and to see the pain of all their faces and the betrayal on their faces from what happened with seeing Uryu up there on this platform next to the enemy and Uryu literally not saying a word actually just shooting arrows at Ichigo and then you know what I'm saying like doesn't say where Ichigo asks him, keeps asking him, why won't you answer me? That's the word. Yo, isn't that like the worst type of breakups when the motherfucker like ghosts you out of fucking nowhere? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we were cool. You know what I'm saying? We were chilling. We was watching movies. Then all of a sudden you just leave? What the fuck? Not leave, but like now there's like straight no communications. I can see you face. I see you. I, I see you. I know where you go. You know what I'm saying? We go to the same places. And you see the person, and they still don't say a word to you. It's like, isn't that like the worst fucking type of breakups? Goodness gracious, man. That's like the worst. Okay, sorry. 
so with Thousand Years Blood War, I think they have done an amazing job at making Uryu the villain now. Kinda. Uryu hasn't killed anyone yet. Hasn't fought any Soul Reapers. None of that. I think this makes that transition easier, not just for Uryu on screen, but for the fans. Like, all right, he's not saying a word. He's a, he's being a dickhead about this. He's not saying, Ichigo, I'm leaving. Fuck you. I'd rather someone sit there and say, fuck you, I'm out, than just not say a word. And so that's frustrating for humans watching the show. That has to be frustrating because you're just sitting there watching. You're just like, was well, he gonna say anything? You just gonna shoot fucking arrows at him and dip? What the fuck? What is this about? So I can't wait for next episode because the king is back, of course. So that means most of the episodes are gonna be revolved around the fucking king. I like that. I like that all the top stir raiders did go after Ichigo because he is the absolute special threat that they're waiting on. That they, all of them kind of want to kill him as a bounty. What they don't know, most of them. No, not all, all of them don't know that their deaths actually benefit their king. Because he gets stronger. He's kind of like a vampire, So it's but it's only for the Quincy's. Any Quincy's that die, or what I think they're a spotter right now, too, like a spotter that just turned into Quincy's, he's practically eating their souls. He's kind of doing what Hollows do. It's eating their souls after they die, after they die in battle. You know what I'm saying? And he's getting stronger. So they're really fighting for a guy that actually don't benefit them winning these fights. He's if you guys don't understand it, like the, I forgot what two episodes ago that they, they showed this. So them going after Ichigo because he is the special threat. And then you see Renji, Rukia, Byakia, um um fuck man the squad three no squad 11's third and fourth seat you know what i'm saying kenpachi's getting fixed up we haven't seen where yacharu is i hope they find her i really do because she's one of my favorite kitty kitty ichigo i like you play with kitty anytime I, like oh man but she's a badass um i i just i love seeing that seat that that scene of them all together saying, Ichigo, keep going. We know who you're supposed to be fighting. These are small fry. We got you, dog. Like, I love that Renji was the one sitting there saying, don't worry, we'll hold the line practically. We, I got, we got this. We'll hold the door. They, they're not getting past us because everybody has gotten stronger. They, the, hey, that time that they allowed the, the Soul Reapers to get, like that little, just the two to three days that they allowed the Soul Reapers to get, it seems like it benefited the Soul Reapers immensely, mostly because all they had to do was find out the full name of their Zanpaktos. They were fighting half speed and barely, like, it, it, they were getting folded, but, like, barely. And now the top ones know their, know their Zanpaktos' full names, and they're fighting full power. I mean, like, who's really going to beat them, you know? And, like, the problem, the only problem why Ichigo didn't fold those four, the four originals, the, I think those are the girls that were with Bambi. Um, the reason why he didn't fold them, in my opinion, 
it's because he didn't want to kill him. He could have killed him easily. It could that those fights should have ended in literally one strike. I love the Getsugaten show how he uses it to practically he he cuts out a, a cross and just shoots it at you now. <laughs> what? This is sick. Okay, so the difference. All right, so just in case, Quincy's you Quincy's use pentagrams. Ichigo's using a cross. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Just in case nobody knows, like this is like this is the ultimate good versus evil. This is the first good versus evil story that most Christians would know, of course. So seeing that on screen and seeing that that's what he's cutting out is a cross, and then like Quincy's used pentagram is fucking wild. This is a wild scene. I love watching his new gets. I, like I said, the, he he he's part Quincy and he's using it as a Quincy. Like nobody else has a sword power like him. Like a, a I mean a Zanpakuto power like him. He, it's they're gonna find out, and I cannot wait until he has to holify because I'm even more excited. He didn't even holify against Yuish first, which kind of sucks. We didn't get to see that part because I feel like anybody, everybody gets folded once that motherfucker holifies and gets his yeah. yeah it's just y'all tripping, but. Like I said, the king is back. Ichigo. Next episode, very excited for. Um, I think we're about to see pretty much all the remaining um top top characters from the show, top fighters from the show that we know, top characters also, um, fighting against a bunch of Stir Raiders, especially beef Basby. Yo, Basby killed his own peoples to get to try to get to Ichigo. Like they they're like Ichigo's bounty on his head is making them kill each other. I loved when Ichigo was trying to run away and the chick came, no, punches him in the stomach like, yo, what did you actually, did you think we were going to let you dip out and try to kill our king? What are you doing here? What? Fucking, you, you got people in front of you. Ichigo literally started flying away. <laughs> like, yo, that actually kind of hurt. But I'm going to continue to walk around walk around because you ain't shit. Oh my gosh, man. What, what do you think? Um. Yeah. So Ichigo, this it, is just a weird. It, it was a weird situation at that point. Like, it was a good. I'm just excited for the next, next, uh, next bleach, man. You guys don't understand, man. You guys do not understand. All right, let's go to a shitty subject. Not plan. Kind of a shitty subject. You guys know who I'm about to talk about. Uh, Ben Simmons has. Recently came out and said if he's traded to Philadelphia that he'll welcome a second chance in Philadelphia. Now, here's the problem. Is that I'm guessing you just found out the grass isn't greener on the other side. Guess you found that part out very quickly. Secondly, we don't want you back, motherfucker. Sorry. Philadelphia doesn't want maybe the Philadelphia 76ers might want you back. Philadelphia will want you back. Sorry. Any Philadelphian, most Philadelphians would agree with me. You quit not only on your teammates, but you quit on the city. We don't play that shit. That's bullshit to me. Why, why, why welcome you back? You Urban Fryer. No, you didn't. You didn't Urban Fryers. Urban Fryer did the ultimate hoe move as he got the fucking Harley, drove out of Veteran Stadium, and then the next, like, two months after that, signed with the fucking Washington Reds, when they were called the Washington Redskins. 
yeah, go look it up. The most embarrassing shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Whatever. It's what it is. But to me, Simmons is drama that you don't need. And why would I want somebody that refuses to improve their game? Like, after this contract is up for him, because apparently it's guaranteed, where's he going to play? Because he's a bench player. He's a $200 million bench player on Brooklyn who is rebuilding their team. And you're supposed to be a perennial all-star. What the fuck are you doing here, dude? You want to come to Philly? Like, you you really just shit on the face of a team that took a chance on you in a trade. You do know that, right? You you do understand that you kind of turned your back on the current team that you're on again. The fuck are we doing here? Why would I, Why would you? What? Say that shit privately to people. That was not. Nah, fuck that. I'm sorry. That's just a bad. Like he said there. Uh, he said, I think he said it's the only place he would come back. He would go to for a trade is Philly. I, I as as a Sixers fan, as a Philadelphian, as a as a fellow Philadelphian, as a fellow fellow Hooper, anybody that quits on my team, I I never want you on my squad because I can't I can't trust you. I can never trust you again. I don't know how Philadelphia 76ers are because this is kind of a I would say a softer generation, but I will definitely say this is kind of a a generation where if the athlete isn't pampered, especially basketball wise, if the athlete isn't pampered, it's going to be, yeah, well, I don't want to be here anymore because you guys are, are on your knees, um, giving me mouth resuscitation, not from the mouth, I'm not mouth to mouth though. And, uh, you guys aren't doing that for me. So I got to go like, what the fuck? Who lied to James Harden? I just want to ask, who lied to him? First of all, not I'm not talking about the Daryl Morey situation. I'm not talking about that. I'm asking, on, and this is one of my favorite players. This is one of my favorite players. So I'm saying this as a fan of him. Not anymore, but a fan of him right now. I mean, a fan of him back then. I can easily admit when Iverson had his downfalls. When he wasn't considered a max player. My question is this. Who lied to James Harden and told him that he is still a fucking max player? That he was going to get a max contract anywhere else in the league? Dude, the only place you get a max contract, and I'm sorry to say it, is in Saudi fucking Arabia. Now, do you want to go to the Saudis? That's cool with me. I don't give a shit anymore. Because I don't want somebody that has a loser mentality. That's that's a loser mentality to me. Like, nigga, who who told you that you are still still max contract worthy of a player? Yeah, he had great stats. Don't get it twisted. James Harden had great stats, amazing stats. He's one of the one of the better point guards in the league. You cannot deny him that. I won't. I will not deny that he's one of the better point guards in the league. But you had two great playoff games, James. You had two great playoff games. Uh, two greats. Two great playoff games. I, I'll give James Harden all, all the credit in the world. 
when when MB missed the first game in the Boston series. Where were you from? You're supposed to be a Hall of Fame point guard slash shooting guard. And you don't show up in the playoffs? You already showed up for two games in the playoffs? Fuck out of here, dude. No. No. No, no, no. I think that the shit with James, I'm with Joel Embiid, though, him taking the Philadelphia office shit and the processing, it's Joel Embiid trolling, in my opinion. I don't know if that's a sign of anything. I don't know. But I think it's just trolling, in my opinion. But the Ben Simmons talking about coming back to Philly, I'm just, it's a resounding no. Do not, don't, don't know. Don't even look at Philadelphia. Okay, we're gonna boo the shit out of you. We're not gonna cheer you. Why would I cheer you? Like you, you literally turned your back on me. Fuck you. Shit, man. Sorry. That's all. I just wanted to get that a little bit off my chest. Um. Shit, man. My allergies are kicking my ass. Okay. I want to talk about this for a quick second. Oh fuck. Okay, I'm going to talk about this for a quick second. I'm sorry. My allergies are kicking my ass right now. I don't know where the fuck this came from, but, like, I was outside and I just started sneezing. You know, I just have a weird sneezing fit. I'm I'm hoping that it's, like, the this this fucking vertigo bullshit going away. You know, like, the, the dripping of everything getting the fuck out. That's what I'm hoping, okay? Sorry if I was a little disgusting if you're eating. My fault. But I wanted to talk about the Coco Groff situation um where uh they were talking apparently the her opponent was saying that and this of course is the story of course because why not that you know americans are very mean pretty much um and we we treated her like she was a bad guy and um yeah pretty much that now there are new age fans to tennis they're coming from different sports that if you're going against the team, which in this case is American, she's a German player. She's an American player, even though she's black, we're going to go, we're going to, you know I mean? We're, I'm going to, I'm going to address that a little later, but what's going to happen is that you're going to have these fans that bleed over from different sports. Goodness gracious. Kicking my ass. You're going to have these fans that are bleeding over from different sports, like baseball, football. You're going to get hecklers, of course. You, I know most tennis players understand this. You're going to understand you're going to have hecklers, especially if you're playing against a player that's playing in – that's you're playing against the player of the host country, okay? I'm sure Americans, American players have heard some of the most vile shit – in different, especially at the French Open, I'm sure Americans have heard some vile fucking shit. Sorry to say, sorry to just point out the French Open, but that's one point. I've been called fat over the internet with people not seeing me on fucking video games from England and all the rest of that shit. I am sure there has been worse said. To me, as a sports player, you should not have to deal with hecklers. You should not have to deal with that feeling of you're a bad guy in the situation, but you are the bad guy in the situation. Anything that you do that even resembles um, annoyance or anything like that, you're going to get booed. You're going to now 
you should not have to take people saying maybe vile things to you, which is understandable. If that's what was going on, that's a line that they crossed, and that's some bullshit. But if it's like a boo here or there, or or ah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? What the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That comes with the territory. I'm sorry. As a player, myself, that comes with the territory. I got parents over here. I got when I was in my well, I was, you know, playing against playing in juniors against top flight kids in Virginia. I'm over here getting I, I've heard some shit. And that's fine. That, I, I, hey, that's fine. I don't go into you know what I mean I that's fine. Talk your shit. I'm a black kid playing tennis. I'm I should not be out here. I started at 10 years old. This kid started at five. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference here. There is a difference in skill level. Still beat that motherfucker's ass, though. His dad was the tour. He was a club fucking pro, and I beat your ass. I'll say, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. But what I'm saying is, is this, is that as an athlete that plays in front of a crowd, especially raucous United States fans, U.S. fans, at the first night of US of the U.S. Open, and you are doing something that most tennis fans know is like an unwritten rule, which is you're really on the server's time, to tell the truth. When the server starts to get back to the line, that's when you need to be ready. Not They're not running on your time. You know what I'm saying? Now, there is there's a little leeway, but if the person is already set, ready to go, and the score has already been called, you're supposed to be ready. Now, if your back is turned and the server sees that your back is turned, all right. But you have to be set, ready to go when really the server, at you, you're really at the mercy of the server. And also the server in pro tennis is at the mercy of a shot clock. So you already only have like 15, 20 seconds to after even even after a 30 shot rally, there is no rules for that. So no matter what, the clock is going to run as soon as the score is called. So what Coco did was right. And and she has a right to be angry about that because you're supposed to be at the mercy of the server at this point. Like that's they're trying to speed up play. She and normally that's what you're supposed to, you know, you get your towel, you know what I mean? Look at yourself, regroup. Okay, let's go. That's a whole five, maybe, maybe seven seconds where you're getting, you got to get your mind right to the next point. All right, we just played the 30-shot rally. This happened, boom, boom, boom. All right, where's this next serve going? Okay, this is where the next serve is going. Look at, some of them look up to their peoples. Wipe, they do this while they're wiping their hands. Or it's really a focal point where they kind of fix their strings a little bit. Okay, that's understandable. That is not a 15-second thing to fucking do. That is a five to seven second thing to do to get back to your focal points, to get back to, all right, this is what I need to do. Get back to your strategy. You have seven seconds to do that because after that, the server is ready to go. And they should be. Y'all think I'm joking. Like, you think I'm playing around when I say shit like this? But, like, at a pro level, you're supposed to be ready within the 15, 20 seconds. At maybe club levels and shit like that, like the level I was playing at, yes, 
you might have a little bit extra time. We do have an extra time because some of us, we're not doing this for money or anything like this. We don't have a crowd watching. You know what I'm saying? There isn't a pace of play problem sometimes. But at the end of the day in tennis, you're at the mercy of the server. Like if you're not ready, that's on you. Like you can't sit here and say, oh, I wasn't wasn't ready. The fuck? Fuck you mean? So that that's my opinion. That's my take on the situation. I think that she is. I think the story that I'm seeing more is, you know, her opponent crying, talking about they treating me like a bad person. <laughs> Yo, it comes with the territory, Jack. Uh, Coco, Coco was right in the situation to it's her pace of play. You can run your pace on your serve. You know what I'm saying? That's your serve. <laughs> really, you have the advantage as a server. But you're the only one to start the point that knows where the ball is going most of the time. You're the only one. The other person on the other side is guessing. So I think that it was a little little ticky-tacky. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 should, it shouldn't have been blown out of proportion like it was. It is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That, like, if I'm ready to go and you're not and it's my serve, that's a problem for me. That is a problem. And Coco had a fucking, had a point. And I feel like as the hate that sh- that now it seems like that Coco's going to get from this, that Naomi Saka got, that Serena Venus get, bro, <sighs> there has been an influx in black players of really good black players. There's been a huge shift. This is shit. They were scared of. I'm not going to lie to you. Motherfuckers were scared of black people to start finding out what tennis was, but you have Francis Tiafo, you have Coco Graw, you have Madison keys. You know what I'm saying? You have all these people, you know, Venus and Serena, really Venus, Serena, maybe even James Blake even opened up the fucking door. This is new for us, too. You know what I mean? I know it's new faces. It's like a new, practically a new race playing this whole fucking game. I feel like it's time that we start getting with the times and stop fucking blowing every blow up between a black player and any other player, like, out of fucking proportion. Because Serena... Yeah, she had a mean streak. Who gives a shit? She was like, uh, th- that's what every alpha athlete is. I'm sorry. There's a reason why she won 20 fucking Grand Slams. There's a reason. Clearly. There's a reason why Jordan had six titles and never lost in the finals. There's a reason why Kobe had five. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason. There's a reason why Kobe scored 81. You know, the, the the same shit that they get crucified for is what made them great. Fuck it. Keep being great, Coco. Keep being fucking great. That's how I feel about it. Keep being great, Naomi. Osaka. I like, I, yo, I love me some uh, Naomi Osaka. Yo. I love the way she plays. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, Cardi, y'all be lucky peoples, man. Uh, congratulations on the baby, of course. And I can't wait to come. I can't wait for you to play again. I cannot wait. I, I'm really excited to see what Naomi comes back with. But you know what I'm saying? We're at a time where it's time to accept that 
black people know how to play tennis. So I'm accept that shit, man. Sorry to tell you. It's just this 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 overreporting on something that is actually minuscule because they didn't have a problem at, for the rest of the match. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a problem for the rest of the match. So except for uh, oh girl, I, she did not shake the uh, umpire's hand, which is fucking hilarious. But uh, um, I, that umpire really needs to fix something. Like she really like during this type of crisis management, you kind of like need to be better than that. She should have did a better job. I, I don't think she did a really good job at controlling the emotions of the game. That 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 match was very emotional. It was very intense throughout the whole time and i feel like the chair umpire could have really it, they would have benefited with a chair umpire that would have did better you know what i'm saying it's maybe a veteran that has dealt with this type of situation before things like that but you know sometimes you gotta go through it your first time you gotta go through go through the fire so i'm glad that she went through the fire this time this is one of the biggest one of the bigger stages to go through that fire but you did and uh hopefully the chair umpire gets better through this with from this you know what i'm saying like hopefully you should review the tape whatever fuck you need to do just do better all right and uh as tennis fans let's start you know doing better at treating the players down there that we are enjoying playing you're enjoying watching play let's treat them a little fucking better too you know what i'm saying like if you are saying vile shit you are a piece of shit please stop that's all i'm asking let these people play man just let them play you know what i'm saying you you have no skin in the game these these people are living out a dream that you're watching. Why be a dickhead about it? So that's just where I'm at with it. I'm sorry. That it's just I, I, it bothers me that that whole situation just bothered me because it just felt like this is being blown out of proportion, just like anything Serena and Venus did. Like this, this got blown out of proportion for no fucking reason. So I hope Coco. I, I really do hope she continues her. her she's she's grinding right now. She's actually str- killing it, right? Like, killing it for the summer. So, continue on, Coco. Do your fucking thing. Do your thing, girl. Do your thing. Okay. With that, I would like to say that is the Cruising Podcast for today. I hope um, everybody is doing beautiful, doing everything. And once again, um, you know what I'm saying? Talk to someone. Hug somebody. You know what I'm saying? Lean on somebody because we all need somebody to lean on. So, um, with that, I would like to say... Where you can find the Cruiser Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere you can find podcast needs. That's where you can find the Cruiser Podcast. Also, where you can find latest updates to the show is on Instagram at Cruiser Podcast. Also on Twitter at Nice Town Finance. And please, please, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Like and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a rating and review. Five stars. That would be amazing. I love you. Might might even blow you a kiss. Nah, I don't know. Nope, that was weird. Sorry, made it weird for both of us, and you're welcome. Um, so with that want to say thank you guys so much for listening um going to try to have a podcast on friday but try um see how tired i am from work and shit so with that i want to say love you guys don't do anything i wouldn't do i'll catch you guys later deuces